The bobtailed lizard is such an iconic little Australian lizard. They're the ones you might find sunning themselves in the garden or on the doorstep. And ecologist Mike and Mandy Bamford are with us today on Afternoons to tell us a little bit more about this stumpy little guy. Hello. Hi, how are you going? Nice to see you both. Yeah, it's a It's a Cutie, isn't it? What is the oh, difference yeah. between a bobtail and a blue tongue? Uh, oh, okay. Or uh, is there none at all? Oh, there is. Um, Apart from the blue tongue. Well, they've, <laughs> they've both got blue tongues and they're actually in the same group of lizard, but blue tongues are somewhat longer and have pointy tails and broader bands and smoother scales and are much less common around Perth. You see a lot of blue tongues up near Geraldton and in parts of the wheat belt, but it's bobtails that are common around Perth, you know, that black with the white bands and really short stumpy tail often orange head and a really good attitude. <laughs> they do have a good attitude, don't they? They like to come and sit on my um, on my doorstep and sun themselves while my my little terrier hurls himself in a rage against fly <laughs> no. screen trying to get at it. And they're very good at um, just arranging themselves so they're close enough to annoy him. But, um, That'd be right, yeah. 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 But they're, they're, they're great reptiles. I spent some time studying them many years ago and there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of depth to bobtails. Um, people often ask, you know, they never see small bobtails or baby bobtails. And that's because when they're born, they're enormous. When a, really? Yeah, uh, when a female bobtail has babies, she has either one or two. Average is 1.35. Uh, <laughs> Which is quite a challenge. <laughs> it's quite a challenge. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, I have heard of triplets, but that's extremely rare. Um, when a female has babies, she loses about 30% of her body weight because the baby's so huge. I'm trying to imagine to what imagine a pregnant that. bobtail must look like. And I don't think I've ever seen one. What, do they hibernate a bit when they're pregnant? No. Or do they just look fat and they, we don't know? They look very sturdy. <laughs> and and the, the babies literally take up most of the the body space. Sort of, There's one either side very, very firmly packed in. And all, and all the organs are sort of pushed out of the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that too much detail for you? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm looking uncomfortable because it's just a little bit hard to imagine the birth. Mm, yeah. yeah. My, um, I've actually witnessed a birth once. Have you? Um, how, uh, how did you do that? Uh, <laughs> Mike loves bobtails. He's, he's spent a lot of time studying bobtails. Uh, I had some. Well, did you ask? Do I ask? <laughs> they let men into the waiting room. <laughs> I was a male nurse. Um, the baby well, it was born head first. And as its front legs came out and the membranes broke, it started to walk. So it literally walked out of the female and, and she was just lying there going the other way. Um, and then the baby turned around and ate the placenta. They're life-bearing, I should have added. Uh, so they're life-bearing. They have a fully developed placenta like mammals. Uh, but in this case, the baby eats the placenta. How extraordinary. Which is a great bit of energy source and nutrients for the newborn baby. Then they walk off and never see each other again or might see each other again, but they virtually don't interact. Not tied to the apron strings for any no, amount of time. No, they eat them. <laughs> so, right. So why do um, why are they born full size? Well, I guess there are uh, the larger you are, the um, the the smaller number of predators can eat you. I guess is is um, uh, one way of looking at it. The other thing is they're fairly long lived. So um, long lived animals, well, <laughs> animals that are long lived tend to have larger young, um, which came first, the uh, the baby or the, the length of time they live is, is hard to tell. But um, I guess, uh, well, Mike, what would you say about, I don't think anyone actually has an age, but probably... I've heard 60. of them up to 30. Mm. So they get into the middle age. Mm. And <laughs> and surely there's lots of, lots of lizards that are born, and crocodiles and all sorts of things that must be really vulnerable when they're born, but are born really tiny. Mm. 
And so you think if that would work well, you'd see it. I've never heard of there, anything giving birth to something the same so, size yeah. as it. it, it there, there are different strategies. It's probably related to their diet. They're at least half herbivorous, so on the omnivores. So they need to be big enough to chew up vegetation. So they need the muscle power even as babies to chew up vegetation. So that's one reason for being big. And they have a massive bite on them. If you've ever been bitten by a bobtail, you know about it. They've got very enormous jaws. They have they? very, very powerful you, jaws. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should have bought a skull in. Oh, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> they have... What a shame. Well, why not? Why wouldn't you? Oh, uh, dear. Um, they have sort of round, knobbly sort of teeth, but quite large teeth, in fact, hidden in the gum usually, but quite powerful to, to crush things. So they eat a lot of vegetation. Being a large baby means you can chew the vegetation up and digest it better. Um, they also eat a lot of hard beetles, um, and they love hairy caterpillars and snails. We have no snails in our garden. Um, and the, what about those lilac, Cape lilac caterpillars somebody brought up the other ooh, day? I wonder if they like those. They would probably I've got love those. They love the woolly bear caterpillars. That's what we used to call them, the sort of black hairy caterpillars. They love those. And they've uh, got those glorious scales. Are they for camouflage, or is that oh, the... Yeah. the colour or is it? It's it's camouflage. They're very hard to see. If they don't move, um, mm. when I was working on them, I used to walk through the bush just quietly looking and listening and I heard more than I saw. They sneeze a lot. You can find bobtails by the way they sneeze. How do they sneeze? Can oh. you do an impression oh. of a bobtail <laughs> sneezing? Just a sort of... <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> so, so you can just picture the image of Mike walking through the bush. Walk, walk, stand. Listening for sneezing listening, bobtails. And then... <laughs> There's a bobtail over there and nobody else has heard anything, but yes, sure enough, you know, three leaves moved and there and was Mike a sneeze. Is, <laughs> sneeze. I don't know how you don't get arrested, Mike. <laughs> a, few, a few queries. I, you're like, I'm <laughs> lurking in the bushes. I did get stopped by the police once when doing my bobtail work. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. What do you think you were up to, my lad? <laughs> I'm listening out for bobtail sneezes. Yeah. Sure you yeah. are. <laughs> A likely story. <laughs> come Just with come us. Down yes. to the station. <laughs> what did they think you were up to? Um, a suspicious looking oh, character. We won't go there. <laughs> and Mandy, you were saying they're really quiet and down this season, and I have noticed that as well. I love them in my garden. I thought my dogs might have frightened them away, but that, this is yeah, everywhere. It can. I mean, dogs can be a problem for them. Uh, we've actually had problems with a fox in our garden and because, you know, foxes are quite inner city animals and uh, it found our chooks and we suspect also found our bobtails because we've had a very bad season for bobtails. Usually we have a number in our garden that just wander around and we have dogs and we've never had a problem with them. But, uh, I mean, the dogs find them occasionally, but they don't touch them. But the fox, I think the fox was had had young that it was feeding so it was pretty desperate so yes we've had a quiet year but um i think they they tend to be busier i mean they tend to be a lot more obvious in spring when they're out um looking for mates but at this time of year we usually have a few but it has been quite quiet this year in our garden mm. we've got mark on the line with a little bobtail story hi mark yeah hi uh yeah when we were kids we always used to catch up the uh, the bobtails and um the sleepies and Get a pointy stick and take the flea, uh, take the ticks off them. Oh yes. Um, so I've got a question about that because I was told when I was a kid that um, the ticks will work their way up to the um, the ear cavity, and uh, they always used to be packed out with ticks in the ear, and uh, it'll actually drive them crazy as they get further and further into the ear cavity. Is that right? Does that ever kill them? I I haven't heard of that happening, to be honest. The, the ticks have a roughly annual cycle and will fall out after a while. Oh, well, they okay. Yeah. yeah. 
But certainly the ticks can, if they have a lot of ticks in their ears, it does put a drain on them. So you do see some bobtails that have a lot of ticks that are really quite thin and, and not looking very healthy. So, uh, yes, the, the ticks certainly put a drain on them. Mm. Yeah, but it must be pretty annoying for them. So we feel like we've done a good day by uh, getting them all off. <laughs> you are a fabulous humanitarian, Mark. <laughs> Thank you for calling. And... Um, an SMS from uh, Sean in Southern Cross. He said his dad told me as a kid he was told when a bobtail or a blue tongue bites you have to apply some sort of um, um, heat to their bottom to get to get them off because their jaw is so strong. But he said he tried that and he just bit him harder and yeah, I probably would too. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, fair enough, Sean. There are, there are lots of rumours about, about bobtail bites being venomous and not letting go and the bite sore recurring every 12 months and none of it's true. I mean, my parents were told that when they arrived from England and they had me as a child, which must have been terrible for them. Um, that... Devastating. <laughs> All that trouble you get into lurking in bushes. Yes, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, the bobtail bites, they do bite very hard. It hurts. I can assure you of that. They will break the skin. They've probably got bacteria on their teeth, so you should you know, rinse it in a little, yeah, a bit of antiseptic's um, not a bad idea. But they don't mm. get nasty and, and don't um, oh, recur. And, and I think the other point is, of course, they don't bite. I mean, they certainly don't chase after you and bite, and they, they really <laughs> won't bite unless you try and interfere with them. If you, if you pick them up, then obviously they think you're going to eat them. So they'll swing around and try and bite you if they can. But if you don't touch them, of course. That's so. Fair enough. And they, if you yeah, want they, to attract them to your garden, they like strawberries, I've heard. They love strawberries, yes. Um, so you, you have no snails but also no strawberries if you have bobtails, unless you know, you have them up in a pot or something. But we, um, yes, they like all sorts of bits and pieces of fruit. Um, yes, snails, obviously, but bits of oh, watermelon and all sorts of things oh, like and that, anything. don't they? Yeah. I've... I, Dissected bobtails when I was doing my work and look at their stomach contents and I found all sorts of things. Um, baby tortoises, baby birds, um, some a whole small bird that is probably a roadkill that the bobtail had picked up and lots of insects, dandelion flowers, hairy caterpillars and more hairy caterpillars. How hilarious. They're I hope garbage. it gets onto my cake. <laughs> Lovely to see you both. <laughs> Can't wait to, about the next subject. Oh, if Mike can manage not to get arrested between now and then. We'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. That's, That's Mike and Mandy Bamford, ecologist, talking about the bobtail lizard.